T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ron, let me ask you a silly question. Ron Cook is in Seattle, covered the game last night or late yesterday afternoon, however you'd like to look at it. Because the Steelers would gladly play, you know, the 85 Bears in the playoffs. But who do you think their best playoff matchup would be? It appears three possibilities are out there. The Chiefs, the Bills, or the Dolphins. If I could sign you up for one of them, where the Steelers would have their best chance to win, who would it be, Ron? Oh, man, that's a, that's a good one. That 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 is a good one. I wouldn't like their chances against any of those teams because of the venue. We know what's happened when they've gone to Kansas City for a playoff game. They got killed, and I know Kansas City isn't the same team. Uh, Buffalo is an incredibly hard place to play, depending on what the weather is. And I think Miami is just a totally different team at home. You know, I'd love the Steelers playing them in Pittsburgh, maybe not in Miami, but now with this Chubb injury, and they said Tua has a banged-up shoulder. Uh, I would probably say, because of the injury to Chubb, I would probably say Miami. Yeah, I think I would say it would definitely be between Miami and Buffalo, although you could make an argument that the Chiefs are the worst team among the three right now. Like, all the Chiefs do is play close games and look horrible doing it. But it's still Mahomes, it's still Reed, it's still Arrowhead. The Dolphins are definitely compromised right now. They've lost two of their best pass rushers for the season now. Um, and they, they just they don't look right. They just gave up 56 points. I don't care where the game was. They lost to Tennessee at home four weeks ago. So they just don't really pass the test for me of being anything near an elite team. They're just not. But then there's the Bills who are barely scraping by at home and on the road. They look like crap yesterday. They did. Josh Allen looked terrible. They're so lucky that they won that game. And the week before, if people watched, they played the Chargers and really barely scraped by 24-22. But I think that Josh Allen is scarier to me than even Tua at home. He's just a beast. So I think I, I, I'd i sign up for Miami, then Buffalo, then Kansas City. Sounds like you're the same. Yeah, that'd be pretty much my order, too. Again, I, I don't necessarily like like them in any of those venues. As we well know, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016. And have you pointed out many times, given up 40 points the last three times they did play in a way a, a playoff game. I guess one of them was against Cleveland at home. So... I don't like their chances, but I'll be honest, I didn't like their chances yesterday, and they got it done. Yeah, I mean, in the end, like, like I said at the top of the show, the big picture here is they just beat two pretty crappy teams. I mean, Seattle is awful defensively. They're out of the playoffs now. Uh, we'll see if they, they, they're barely hanging on. That's not a very good football team. We know, we know about Cincinnati. They've beaten a couple bad teams after losing to a couple of horrendous teams. Uh, well, Indy's pretty good, but before that, a couple of horrendous teams, and now they're hanging on for dear life again in in the last weekend of the season. It's not really a beautiful place to be every year, but considering the circumstances, it's a fun story, and Mason Rudolph has really sort of made it what it is. His emergence has made it a hell of a story, really going into the last weekend. But I would also say this, Ron. While I don't necessarily, I'm not sure yet if I would pick the Steelers to win one of those games. If you would have asked me a month ago, certainly before the season, wow, what about the idea of going into Miami, Buffalo, or Kansas City for a playoff game? I'd say, oh my God, 
I'd almost rather just not make the playoffs. Those those three teams are powerful, especially at home. Now the three of them just look like three flawed teams in the AFC to me. So there's a much I give the Steelers a much better chance in any of those venues than I would have uh, in the recent or long term past. You? What do you think the line would be? Four or five in any of those games? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, depending on how this weekend goes, probably four or five. Yes, I think that's a good call. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're playing, you know, Neil Huntington is the guy that told me this all, all those years ago. He said it's not necessarily the best team going into playoffs. It's the healthiest and the hottest. Right. And, uh, you know, the Steelers are a little bit warm right now. Uh, and if they make it three in a row with, with uh, Rudolph over Baltimore, then anything can happen, I think, if they do get in. But they got to get in. That's the thing. And, you know, I know we haven't mentioned yet, no, another non-losing season for Mike Tomlin, right? Yep. And, 17 uh, years in a row. They're, they're in it again. They're in it again. And the worst they're going to finish is 9-8. and eight. Richard Sherman actually said people don't talk about that enough. That's the quote of the year in the NFL. <laughs> They don't talk about that enough. That's all they talk about nationally. That's all they talk about is the non-losing streak. It's the very least uh, the Steelers could have done this year against that schedule is be uh, in the in position it. they're in going into the final weekend. It's the very you least know, they could have done. The other guy that I saw a tweet from um, is Mike DeCourcy, who, you know, an, you know, we both know Mike, great guy, prominent, maybe as good a college basketball writer as there is in the country, has always been a Tomlin fan. And I saw he tweeted out, there's no way a coach is going stale or losing his message to his team has the team play as hard as they did the last two weeks. It's bold to suggest that he's grown stale in Pittsburgh. You know, Mike has always been very strong on uh, Tomlin. But, uh, you know, I'll give them credit. You know, they were uh, at one point seven and seven and, you know, not looking good. Now, all of a sudden, they have two impressive wins. We gave them a lot of blame. I got to at least give them a little bit of credit. I'm not ready to vote for them for coach of the year. Don't get me wrong. But I got, I'm willing to give them a little bit of credit. Shouldn't they be in a much better position, though? Isn't the bigger story that they got um, ransacked by the Patriots and the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, were these I mean, vi- were fair. these victories that impressive? They beat the Bengals and the Seahawks, and which team in the NFL well, to, to answer Mike's question isn't playing hard? I uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, but I mean, it just looked like a different team these last two weeks with Mason. And I got a note uh, from my good friend John Sturman from Arizona that said Tomlin should be fired for not playing Mason earlier. So you know, no matter what, those guys are going to take their share of heat for sure. The Steelers are again hanging on for dear life in the last weekend of the season. That's what this franchise does every year. So I'm going to be very careful about parceling it out too much credit. He got desperate enough to play Mason Rudolph. He 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 had b- virtually no other option. He got desperate enough to play him. He had no other him. option. Not not virtually. He had Well, no he could have played option. Trubisky. Yeah, but I mean, I think he totally lost faith in him. Right. But I mean, he got desperate enough to play Mason, and if you gave Mike Tomlin truth serum, he would be completely stunned at the way the offense has played the last two weeks. That's what I believe. Or else he would have gone to Mason you know, much I ask, earlier. I asked Mason yesterday after the game, I said, are you surprised by these last two games? And I'll say one thing about Mason. He's very candid. He, he goes, yes and no. You know, he, you know he goes, I'm not going to lie and say no, uh, but he goes, you never know what's going to happen. I, I'm just thankful I got the opportunity. And as far as the league at whole would go, which team, you know, are we going to give the Steelers credit for not quitting? Which team has? has? Have the Cardinals quit? It didn't look like it yesterday. The Giants, they lost by a point to the Rams. The Raiders, what? which team has quit? The Patriots, 27-21. I, I just don't think that's a thing that really happens in the NFL very often. The Panthers are just terrible. It may look like they've quit. It definitely looks like their owner dumped a drink on somebody in the stands. Did you see that? No, I I, re- I saw the headline. I didn't get to see the incident. Did he do it? Did he throw I, it at somebody? I'm looking. Did you see it, Nelly? I, I looked at the video. I'm like, wait a second. Where did it happen? 
I've I've been a bartender for ten years, and I've seen drinks <laughs> thrown on people. That was a drink thrown at somebody. That guy is out of control, Ron. Except he's the richest owner in the league, so I guess he's allowed to be. But uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what coach he finds to work for him. I mean, dumping a drink on a fan, if proven true, is suspendable material, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he can't exactly do that to the paying customers. No, and he also hires a different coach every year. He's basically, him and that franchise are basically a laughingstock around the league right now. Let's go to the calls, shall we, Nelly? We've got a lot of things on the line here. What what happened with Pickett? Are the Steelers actually going to get in? What are the long-term ramifications of Rudolph completely outplaying Pickett? That's not really an opinion. That's just a fact. In his two starts, he's been better than Pickett has been in any of his 24. Go ahead. This is uh, Dan and Aliquippa. He's been waiting for a little bit. Hi, Dan. Hey, guys. Nice to speak to you today. One thing, uh, a statement I want to make, kudos to uh, Mason. And uh, reference to the guy that called in about Mason signing after things were said, well, money talks. You can get enough personality in my pocket and everything's forgiven. And uh, the other interesting thing I've seen yesterday was Lamar Jackson making a statement about going into the final game and resting. It affected him mentally where they lost the first round. I think it was 2019, he said. So that seed is planted in his head, and that's always going to be there. And the last thing I'm going to say is, Joe, I know you're a great Pistol Pete fan. I got a 1972 program with Pistol on the front playing up in Cleveland. Mm. with his signature on it. Oh. Interesting program. Wow, interesting you should say that because I went back this past weekend, uh, my trip to Miami, Ron, and reread the Pistol Pete book I was reading. So thank you, sir. You're Ron. welcome. And, uh, Ron, I was probably at uh, California College at Pistol's basketball camps. And I don't uh, know if you I were was there. I there. The I'll one. never forget it. Thank you, sir. Went- yeah, Ron, you were there. You saw Pistol Pete up close at the height of his powers, I saw him didn't put you? On, put up, put on a show at night, every night, handling the ball, making shots. Uh, it was pretty impressive to a kid in junior high. Man, I bet. What about the question that uh, Tony brought up earlier before he hung up? He called the media gullible, and then he hung up, where he basically said, "I can't believe you guys believe Mason would re-sign with the Steelers after everything that's happened to him, everything they've done to poor Mason." What's your answer to that? Well, I said, why did he come back here this year then? I mean, he knew he was going to be third string. Um, he knew it would take major injuries, ineffectiveness for him to play, yet he still came back here. Uh, yeah, he may sell himself to the highest bidder um, and get a huge amount of money, but like the, the caller just said, if the Steelers really want him back, they're going to find a way to get him back, and they'll pay him. And, you know, I don't think Trubisky will be back here next year under any circumstances. Uh, let's see how it plays out. But we got to see what happens these next couple, maybe just the next game, uh, if they don't make the playoffs. I want to see what happens down the road. Yeah, if the question is, if Mason continues to play well, why would he come back here where he's been so horribly mistreated? Well, a number of reasons. One, money. Two, this guy Tony's assuming that that based on – Starts against Cincinnati's uh, bad defense, Seattle's horrendous defense, and the Ravens' JV team upcoming, that teams would be lining up at Mason's door to pay him big money. But why would he come back here? Because he knows he'd have a chance to start. He would. He At worst, he'd be the number two. Um, he knows this offense. These coaches clearly and suddenly and unbelievably have massive confidence in him he would have a talented supporting cast and a chance to win. Those reasons, I would say. He may not have that coaching staff, though. If they don't make the playoffs, I think there's going to be some pretty significant changes on Tomlin's coaching staff. So, um, you know, would they find a new offensive coordinator? I'm guessing that they would. Um, so might not, might not know the system, might not work down the road. But he's clearly comfortable here. I think he's comfortable with Tomlin. I think he's comfortable with his teammates. I don't know. Those guys are making a pretty loud statement right now, Sully and Eddie Faulkner, I think, and Pat Meyer for that reason. Like, if they if they crush Baltimore and put up another 30 points and 450 yards, but the Bills and Jags win and they don't get in, 
at the very least, they would have made a compelling case to return. Yes. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Pat Meyer. The first thing Tomlin mentioned after the game yesterday was the offensive line. Yeah. Um, he went out of his way to say that they provided the wave we rode on. Um, that's the first time I can remember him doing that in a long time. Those guys were good. That's why, you know, they had to ball like 37 minutes to 23 minutes, obviously ran for, uh, you know, 200 yards. Those guys were good yesterday. We can knock Mason Cole and, and, and those guys all we want. They were very good yesterday. Inarguably, yes, I would agree with that. They were dominant, and I thought Najee had his best game. I know he's had some good ones, some good ones. I thought he had his best game. I think he's making a a, a very, very good argument for that fifth-year option, and I think he's going to get it. Uh, Games like that and just his demeanor, I think his leadership ability and his style of running, just maniacal. And his production of late, I I think he's going to get that, and I think he's made a good case for it. I've been up and down on Najee. He certainly, to me, isn't the most gifted natural runner I've seen. I question his vision at times. I question his home run ability. He's hit a lot of doubles. He's among the league leaders in 20-yard runs suddenly, uh, and also broken tackles, by the way. They showed that graphic yesterday. Uh, But I think he makes up for it in other ways, and I think he's made a pretty solid case for them to pick up that option. You? Yeah, uh, I mean, he. it's such a nice one-two punch with he and Warren. They have it figured out, uh, you know, how to use them both, and, it, and it's something Tomlin has never done before. But I, Warren is so good and so productive, I don't know how you keep him off the field. And they're getting both of them touches, both of them carries. And it's paying off for him in a big way. And, and I'm with you. I thought Najee just ran as hard yesterday as I've ever seen him. Warren runs that hard every game. But uh, Najee just was, just was a monster out there. And I think there's, there's room enough to give them both plenty of work. Najee got 27 carries yesterday. And every running back I've ever spoken to at any level of football says they thrive on rhythm, on getting into a rhythm, on repetition of reps. They thrive on reps, and I don't think Najee's any different. And he looked as strong at the end as he did at the beginning, and yet Warren still got 17 touches, right? 13 rushes, four catches, and he was incredibly productive. I think a lot of guys could have been productive, honestly, behind that offensive line yesterday. I think a lot of guys could have been. I think running backs in many ways are interchangeable, but these guys have a little something extra, I think, in the effort and determination category. And I like them together. I do, and I think Najee's made a compelling case for the Steelers to pick up that option. I really do. It's like Tom, you used the same word, Tom, and what did you think about Najee's performance? He goes, determined. That was the word he used. He ran determined, and he said, so did Warren. Those guys are a, were a handful to tackle yesterday, weren't they? Yeah, they were, and... It's also fair to mention that that is the worst tackling team maybe in the NFL and the worst against the run over the last now 11 weeks in the NFL. But I don't think that should detract from some of those runs were just downright violent. And also George Pickens. We have to mention him. This guy is ridiculous. He caught one ball with his knees, if you saw that one, and then he made that diving catch late in the game. It seems with him and Pickett, that their favorite play was the old back shoulder to the sidelines, which, while effective at times, doesn't leave George any room to run. And George likes to run. So Rudolph has found a way to give him the ball where he can keep going, which I like. Well, in in the two games, he said 86 and 66-yard touchdowns. He had a 44-yard catch to set up a field goal against Cincinnati. Yesterday, he had 37 and 34-yard catches. He is averaging almost 30 yards a catch these last two weeks. I would call that productive. And I would call that, obviously, a link to Mason. I don't think that's an accident. Just calling it like it is, that has to be the reason. Anybody who's watching these games, Pickens is catching the ball in situations where he, he simply wasn't previously in the offense, if he was even targeted. I mean, it just looks all all the more ridiculous now 
that he would run one or two style routes a game and that his primary play was the back shoulder on the sidelines where it's catch and go out of bounds. It's just ridiculous. And I know he did have the touchdown against Baltimore. That was a great play early in the season that Pickett appeared to change at the line of scrimmage. But you get the idea, right? Yeah, I mean, Rudolph is doing what we were screaming for Pickett to do. Throw the ball deep to George. And he's not just doing it. He's doing it successfully. Nelly, why don't we take another call or two? Please, by all means, go to the phone lines. Joseph and Hopewell. Hi, Joseph. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Love the show. Um, I'm just curious here. I mean, don't they see – haven't they seen Rudolph at, at camp all year? And from what I'm understanding, he's outplayed every one of these quarterbacks. Um, just a little bit, like, uh, very confused why Mason never got a shot before this. I understand you bring in Trubinsky, you pay all this money – you bring in a number one draft pick, but haven't they had their eyes on Mason Rudolph all this time? Don't they realize the guy's a gunslinger and he's been able to throw the deep ball better than anybody? You know, coming out of college, he was considered the best long ball thrower in the game out of college. We bring him in, graded as a number one draft pick, and we never give him a shot. Like, I just continue to scratch my head. Like, what are these people doing? Ron? Well, you know, I, I just think it's easy to get, you know, uh, infatuated with someone in the preseason and training camp. I think we all did to a degree with what Pickett did in those exhibition games, and you find out they don't really mean a whole lot. So I guess if, uh, you know, Rudolph outplayed those guys in camp, uh, but, you know, he's getting an opportunity now, as you, Joe said, maybe out of desperation, and he's certainly taking advantage of it, and kudos to him. He talked last week about considering a career in real estate. Um, I mean, so, I, 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 I mean, he's I, so candid. I mean, I yeah. just want to see if it can continue. That's all. Well, it will continue. I mean, let's, let's face it. The guy's been a winner his whole life. He started as a freshman at Oklahoma State. I mean, the guy threw for almost 5,000 yards his senior year. I mean, what do we – he's six foot five, 235 pounds. Like, I, I just continue to scratch my head thinking, what have we been doing – when I believe Mason Rudolph is a franchise quarterback. I, I thought that from the time they brought him in. All my buddies are laughing at me. Oh, uh, I'm not so quite crazy. ready to go. I am not ready. Well, I, am. I am not ready to go there yet, Joe, to call him a franchise quarterback. Um, why did they bring in Trubisky and, and Pickett then if they thought there was even a remote possibility of that happening? We lost Joe. Well, clearly they were wrong about Trubisky, as was I. I'm at the. I'm just giving the Rudolph gloaters. You their were on say that today. train. You were the conductor for a while. You were the conductor for a while. Yeah, I was. I made the same mistakes as the Steelers, apparently. So, I'm just giving the Rudolph gloaters their time today, Ron. I'm giving them their time to voice. And now, I I, I would hey, like to see what? proof. I'd like to see proof that all of them were on that bandwagon the whole time. But I'm not going to doubt Joseph from Hopewell. Who am I? to doubt Joseph from Hopewell. He's the right Joseph in this situation. I'm the wrong Joseph. <laughs> right? Although I was Anything calling for Mason as, as long ago as December 8th. At least I did call for him to come into the lineup back then, but I, I'll wholly admit, as I said, it was more out of more morbid curiosity than, than me thinking he was going to turn into, you know, Dan Marino for two games. You? Well, he's he's been great. No, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I saw this coming because uh, I absolutely didn't. Nobody um, did, not except for Joseph and Hopewell to, and maybe more Tony. More power to Mason and and, and Hokey, maybe. Um, more power to Mason for delivering. And there's zero chance Mike Tomlin saw this coming, or he would have gone to him way earlier instead of <clears throat> just sticking with what he was doing. There's there's just. Zero chance. He reached a point of abject desperation, Mike Tomlin did, because he's lost plenty of teams. Contrary to popular belief out there, he has had a number of teams crumble down the stretch for him over the last six to seven years. Notably, I believe it was the 18 team that had a two-and-a-half-game division lead with six games left and and crumbled and watched their best player quit before the biggest game, etc. So... He's seen that movie before. Uh, his teams fall apart down the stretch, 
and he reached a point of desperation. And so here they sit at 9-7, and seven, a mediocre record, desperate in the final week of the season, needing help to get into the playoffs. It's fun. It's a hell of a story, but it ain't that great of a place to be. One more, Nelly. Uh, Stan in Ohio. Hello, Stan. Stanley? I think the thing with uh, the last two games, the field has uh, expanded. And so is their playbook. There ain't no doubt about it. Whether Mason could throw 60 yards every play puts a doubt in the other team's mind that he could do that. And they might play two, three yards off a guy. Helps their running games. Helps the receivers get open. Um, I think Mason's best throw yesterday was that play. The Seattle defensive back made a good play on it. It was about 30, 40 yards. Uh, Pickens on the sideline. You could see it in slow motion. That throw was right there. Uh, the guy just got his hands up before Pickens could. So uh, they've definitely improved. And the Steelers, I think, have a secret weapon, too, in their offense. And it's uh, Boswell. If you could get Boswell three field goals a game and two touchdowns a game by your offense, that's, what, 23, 24 points? I think uh, with their defense, I think they could win a lot of games. And um, We'll see Saturday. Well, their defense the isn't very good. Yeah. It's still their defense yesterday. right now isn't very good because they're hurt. I mean, but in the second half, they held them to field goals yeah. instead Seattle of had those, Seattle had those nice couple plays. They were thrown down the field, and the gym made a nice catch in that. But, uh, Appreciate but, uh, the call. Ron, I give their defense a ton of credit. And Geno Smith <clears throat> hurt them badly, but how couldn't he with the guys on the field? They didn't give up touchdown in the yeah. second half. They gave up 23 points. That that puts your team in position to win with really uh, a lot of non-varsity guys back there. It, the, the, the secondary is just in tatters, and in a large degree, so is the linebacker crew. Yet, yet they only gave up 23. They gave up no second-half touchdowns, and they sealed the game with a strip sack. I, I, I give this defense credit, man. Almost every week they put the team in position to win. Point wise, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I, I think Cam Cam said that we're not close to playing good um, because he feels like they're giving up too much. But Cam always says that. But how about the play Herbig made the strip sack? You said they got the ball at the sixteen yard line. That enabled them to go from seven to ten up late. Uh, they made the one big play. That was the only turnover in the game, I believe. Yeah, I mean, to Cam's comments. What is the, what is the realistic expectation? I know he could never say it, but I can look at their at their <clears throat> lineup right now. What do I realistically expect? Their leading tackler was Eric Rowe and Miles Jack and Miles Killebrew. Those were their three leading tackers, tacklers. Then there's Sully and Riley and Robinson and Watts and Mike somebody named Michael Walker. And who who is who's Rodney Williams? He had a tackle? That's the first time I ever heard of him is looking at this box score. Who is he, Ron? Isn't he one of the tight end? Isn't he one of the tight ends, I believe? I don't know who he is. He's not even a defensive player. And he had more tackles than Alex Highsmith yesterday, I might add, who had zero. Um, so I have to ask myself for my own purposes only, what would be the bar for me? And if you told me... Under 24 points in any game right now, plus a game-changing turnover, I would sign up in blood with this lineup for that. And they've, they've at least given their team, for the most part, almost every week a chance to win point-wise despite being destroyed by injuries, just destroyed by them. And the fact of the matter is, you know, their offense hasn't won them a game. Maybe yesterday was the first time you could say the offense went out and actually won a game where they, they gave up 23 points. And when's the last time we could say that? The offense clearly won them a game. They won a what was for a while a shootout. I don't know when's the last time I could say that. Let me go back and look, Ron. I don't either. Maybe maybe back in 20, you know, Ben's next to last year when they started 11-0. and Maybe then. When's the last time they won a game where the other team scored more than 20 points? Cleveland, okay, 22, but the well, defense won that game. The first time, 
Yeah. Since week five and six of 20 is the first time they've scored 30 points in back-to-back games. I can't find – oh, here's one. Chicago, Monday, November 8th, 2021. They beat Chicago 29-27. That's the last time that this kind of stuff never happens. All right, 412-928-9370. Mike Tomlin, top of the hour. Up next, what about the long-term ramifications here? Like, I don't think it would be, we've already gone over the percentages. If the Steelers beat the Ravens JV team, their playoff chances go over 70%. They simply need the Bills or Jags or Jags to lose on the road. That's it. The Bills or Jags to lose on the road. And they can even get in in a not totally unrealistic proposition if they lose to the Ravens JV team. It's right on the Steelers' website. And I saw this on on TV last night during the evening news, Ron, and it all it co- it, it 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 cost me New Year's. We missed New Year's, the ball dropping at my house because I forgot that I paused the television on playoff scenarios. We had friends over last night. We were all studying these playoff scenarios, not understanding number five here. And I never went back to live TV. So at what was midnight, we thought it was still 11.55 and we couldn't figure out why everybody was celebrating. We couldn't figure it out because on TV, the ball hadn't dropped yet because I put it on pause three hours earlier. Well, I think the big story there is you had a gathering, and I guess my invitation was lost in the email. <laughs> you weren't going to make it from Seattle, were you? You and Vinny were getting well, drunk if I'd together. Known I was inviting to your. If I had known I would be invited to your house, I would have canceled the trip, but the invitation was not forthcoming. I can't believe how realistic number five is here. Nelly, are you aware of this? If the Steelers lose. Okay, this is from the Steelers' website and other places, but namely the Steelers' website. Even with a Steelers' loss, they get in if Indy and Houston do not tie. I like the chances of that game not being a tie, although I did watch Raiders-Chargers a couple years ago. So that's great. A Jacksonville loss, they're going into Tennessee with maybe, uh, what's his name? C.J. Beathard at quarterback. C.J. Beathard, yep. And a Denver win. That's it, Ron. That's not a lot. Who does Denver play? The Chargers. So I'm not saying that would happen, but I can't believe that there is a scenario that's that realistic with a loss. I'm in shock over that, that that's all they would need. Basically, is a Broncos win and a Jacksonville loss. That's it. What do you think of that, Nelly? You didn't know that either, did you? I did not. It just seems like a lot of moving parts. Not really, just two. If they win. No, even the if they lose. Playing, even if they lose. The Broncos are playing at the Raiders. At the Raiders, okay. Well, that's even better. The Raiders stink. I'm just I'm just really stunned that there's a scenario like that that's very realistic yeah, that they could get in with a loss. Too. All right, 412-928-9370. Ben also spoke about how the Steelers <coughs> have to go back to Kenny, or he thinks they will go back to Kenny next year. What are some of these long-term ramifications? Some people want to just make this a simple story. <laughs> this has become... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Anything but a simple story. Mason Rudolph's 28, Pickett's about to be 26. Steelers had first-round grades on both of them. They basically cut the same profile here. If one guy's better than the other, I'm sorry, but you have a big decision on your hands. 928-9370. Mike Tomlin, top of the hour. South Hills Kia fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them online at southhillskia.net. Edgar Steiner and Associates fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And vacations begin here at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel January 19th through the 21st at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. There's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping tickets at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com where your adventures are waiting for you. Ron, at least you got to give me this much. Yes, I was wrong about Mason Rudolph. At least I didn't think he would be capable of this through two games. I'm certainly not ready to say he's the future. Although I do think maybe we need to find out more about him as opposed to Kenny. But I did say, and right, after the horrendous Patriots loss, why not go to Mason Rudolph at this point? Aren't they desperate enough? Tell him to go out there with his Oklahoma State mindset, the one that got him that first-round grade, and chuck it around, throw it deep, and maybe even look for the guy wearing number 14. Can you at least give me credit for that, Ron? Yeah, you did. You called for it. I I, I think you said it out of morbid curiosity. (laughs) but But regardless of your motives, you did indeed say that. I just wanted to say, I think Tomlin finally got as desperate as the rest of us and said, what the hell? I, we have hit somewhere beyond bottom. We're not at the ocean floor. We're digging under the ocean floor at this point. So, yeah, I guess I'll go to Mason. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And also the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. We've got Sully's all over the place here, Ron. Steelers, penguins, and plumbing. This is unbelievable how many Sully's we have. The number one Sully's doing okay all of a sudden. They're seven one and one in their last nine games. Yeah. Turned our season around a little bit too. They have. Nelly, I'm afraid of you right now. You got you you yelled at me in the first hour. When do you want me out here? I'm just gonna ask this publicly so we get to Mike Tomlin on time. I'm not good at math, so I'm doing the math in my head right now. He's doing the math in his head right now, Ron. I didn't mean to yell at you before. That's okay. Ben came out and said this he believes almost no matter what happens, the Steelers will go back to Kenny next season. Do you believe that? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it, no matter what happens. I mean, they get in the playoffs and win a game. I think everything is on the table. And I think, you know, you bring them both. If he can sign Rudolph, you bring them both to camp for this time a fair competition. Um, but, I mean, I would tend to believe that, you know, if that doesn't happen, they go back to picket on opening day of camp next year. He's their number one pick. Do you maybe, think maybe Mason won't even be here? Yeah, I was going to ask. Do you think that Mason believes he would get a fair shake in camp? Getting back to that other caller who said there's no way Mason's coming back here after everything that's happened. Do you think Mason would come back here believing he'd get a shot? If if they uh, if they finish out this season strong and he continues to play well, yes, I would believe it. 
He didn't get that real good shot before, you might remember, because he was coming off that tie against Detroit where he didn't play all that well. He didn't have much, you know, on his resume to indicate that he could be a number one guy. Now, if they finish strong this year, it's out there. You know, he can he can point at it and say, uh, you gave me a chance. This is what I did with it. You got to give me another fair shot. And I think they would do that if, if again, they, you know, that it works out. He plays well against Baltimore, and maybe they get in the playoffs and win a game. I guess I wouldn't blame him if he thought he could have a better shot somewhere else. I wouldn't blame him if he thought that. But I still think this is this might be his best situation. You know, I mean, now he's gotten a chance to work a lot with the ones here and seems to be doing pretty well. The coaches have shown more faith in him than they showed in Pickett or Trubisky in terms of taking chances, in terms of winging it around in situations where you'd think they'd run the ball or be like, no, we're not taking any kind of chance here. I think he, I think this might be his best option. Now he's got to play well on Saturday. That's a gigantic. That's a gigantic game for the playoffs, obviously. But I feel like also for the future of the Steeler quarterback position, it really is. Like if he, if he has a terrible game, then I think all these things are out the window. The idea of him competing with Pickett and all of that. If he's really good, and they win, and then he plays really well in a playoff game, I mean that then, who the hell knows what could happen, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's what I said. If they get in the playoffs and win a game for the first time in seven years, I'll be. I think we lost Ron here, uh, Nelly. Let's get back to the Jags. No, I'm, am I here? I'm, well, no, we I, did lose you, you but, not, but, now, but now you're back. We definitely lost you, but now you're back. What were you saying? Okay, good. No, I just said if they get in the playoffs and win, all, all bets are off. It's not automatically Pickett's job in my mind. I don't know if Ben's feeling that same way. I'm looking at the Jags right now, though. I'm looking at C.J. Beathard, 17-24, 178, got sacked three times, turned in a reasonable performance. He did yesterday. But, but, and there's a big but here, it was against Carolina. So if Trevor Lawrence isn't ready to play, Man, that game, that is just a complete toss-up, Jacksonville at Tennessee, because Jacksonville has been horrible lately. Just horrible. I think there's a very realistic chance the Steelers could be playoff-bound by about 4 o'clock on Sunday, Ron, with a win and a Jags loss at Tennessee. The previous week, Jacksonville, with Lawrence for a lot of the game, lost to Tampa 30-12. to <coughs> The week prior to that, they got killed by Baltimore. Everybody does. The week prior to that, they lost in Cleveland. And the week prior to that, they lost to Cincy. They don't win anymore. Well, I think Lawrence is the key. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, is this it for Mike Vrabel? Is he, is he going to be fired after this game? That could very well happen too, right? Could. I think Tennessee is going to be highly motivated to ruin Jacksonville's season. Getting back to a previous point about how the Steelers haven't quit, <clears throat> neither has anybody else. Just look around the league. And, and the reason for that is simple. That every almost every player in this league is fighting for his future. So when they go out on a field, whether you're playing for the New England Patriots, who fought the Bills to the very last play of the game, practically, or whether you're the New York Giants who lost by a point, or whether you're the Arizona Cardinals who were 3-12 and go into Philly with Kyler Murray wearing a Sidney Crosby jersey into the game. Did you see that, Rob? How about that? How oh about my that? God. Did, that? did that explode on social media? You know, you talk about the ultimate troll job. Ah. Murray doing that to Philly fans. It was it was beautiful. And then beautiful. beating them. And then beating them with 29 second half points. How about the walnuts on this guy, Nelly? Huh? Walking into I, Philly in a Sidney I mean, Crosby was, C jersey. It was priceless. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And 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 he also, you know, he was uh 
25 of 31, three touchdowns. And how about James Conner? 128 rushing yards and a touchdown, plus a five-yard uh, touchdown catch to beat Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. I meant I have that written down on my notes, too. The Kyler Murray troll job was unreal. Fabulous stuff. And James Conner now has 60 touchdowns in his career. But the larger point there was nobody quits in the NFL. Nobody does because almost everybody on your roster is desperately fighting for their livelihood. I mean, what are we talking about here? That's what we're talking about. You think a guy like Jake Browning? What does his future hold? You think the commanders in that game yesterday against the Niners? And by the way, that was a 13-10 game at the half. <clears throat> you don't think half these guys are fighting for their futures? That's what keeps the NFL what it is, is competitive till the final drop. So I don't really see anybody quitting. I think Carolina might be the only candidate there, but but again, Virtually every single player on their team is desperately fighting to keep his job. They're just bad. They're horrible. They're the worst team in the NFL. Nelly, let's go to one more call before we get ready for Mike Tomlin, top of the hour. Um, South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Fiat, 50-minute mark is when I go to them on the 50-minute mark. And I'm going to hit that every single time because we love South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Fiat. Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Go ahead, Nelly. Jim in Elwood City. Hello, Jim in Elwood City. Hey, how you guys doing? First time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Yeah, just 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 a few comments. I mean, the last two games, I think Mason's pocket presence has been huge, and he's played some really smart games these last two games. He's not forcing the ball. He's taking what he's getting. I just, I just like the idea that this man has the deep threat, and we have not had that all season. I'll agree with you, and I'll, I'll say this to Ron and see if he agrees. Pocket presence, there's a huge difference here. <clears throat> I think on a number of plays these past two weeks, Kenny would have been doing that reverse crazy rollout, trying to make things happen, fleeing at the first sign of trouble. Mason's just standing there. Ready to take yeah, a I hit, mean, surveying the field. Ron, do you agree with that? I, I absolutely agree with that. That's the one pass to Pickens yesterday. He just stood in there, and they're coming in his face, and he got it off and had the completion. I can't remember Pickett doing that too many times. No, Go ahead, I, sir. I, I, I can't either. And, you know, as far as, like you guys were saying, is he our franchise quarterback? I don't know. Is Pickett our franchise quarterback? I don't know that either. But you know what? I think you got to open it up, see where he goes with Baltimore. I, I like our odds against Baltimore. I like what I'm seeing. Because let's face it, you know, opposing teams, defenses, when you got a deep threat, you got the running game, and our offense was playing as good as they were playing yesterday. The offensive line looked tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. Yeah, there's that's, I, that's unquestionable, and we appreciate the call. <clears throat> Ron, are the Steelers the proverbial team you don't want to play in the playoffs all of a sudden? Oh, man. I, you know, I, I don't think so, bec only because their defense is so chattered and tattered and whatever you will. I mean, I think I think the Rams are a team no one wants to play. I still think Buffalo is a team uh, that no one would really want to play, only because of Josh Allen. I can't quite put the Steelers in that category because of the defense, because it's so banged up. What an interesting situation we have. Mike Tomlin up next. God bless me. I hope he's asked directly. Mike, was Kenny Pickett medically cleared to play last week? Was he medically cleared to play? Because every other question about Pickett derives from that one. Whether If the answer is no and he's telling the truth, then there's no story. If the answer is yes, then there's a big story. Then why wasn't he out there? Or, I mean, why wasn't he uh, activated? Why wasn't he the backup? There seems to be a lot of questions about that. You'll hear the Steelers coach. Top of the hour, first fan weather. Brought to you by Sun Chevy, 23 Silverado 1500s, up to $7,500 in rebates. SunChevy.com, cloudy throughout the day, high of 38 degrees. Uh, some chance of flurries. 
Also, I want to tell you about Gina Giampetra. If you've ever sold a home before, you know things don't always go smoothly. Pat in Pittsburgh didn't have the best experience with realtors before calling Gina Giampetro. He'd listed his home with two other agents before Gina. There were only six showings in a stretch of more than two years, and his home didn't sell. He lost all hope. So when Gina told Pat that she'd sell his home in less than two weeks, you can't blame him. He didn't even believe her. Pat was shocked when Gina told him there was an offer. It only ended up taking her 10 days, so Gina lived up to her word, and Pat was finally able to sell his home. What he, what he knew going in was that he couldn't lose. Should have known that anyway, because Gina sits down with you. You agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes. Home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh, Gina G. and Petro of Remax Select Realty. Call Gina at 724-602-9752. Google GM Petro of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's GinaWillSellYourHome.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.